Hello, I'm Dwayne Peters with the Lupus Foundation of America, which is the founder and owner of the open access journal Lupus Science and Medicine that is published by BMJ. On this podcast, we will be discussing the manuscript 2021 Doris Definition of Remission in SLE, Final Recommendations from an International Task Force. Our guests are Professor Ronald von Vollenhoven, Chair of the Department of Rheumatology and Clinical Immunology at the Amsterdam University Medical Centers and Director of the Amsterdam Rheumatology and Immunology Center, ARC, in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and Dr. Cynthia Arano, Professor of Medicine and of Molecular Medicine at the Feinstein Institute for Medical Research, Hofstra School of Medicine in New York, and co-director of the Feinstein Lupus Center of Excellence. Professor von Vollenhoven, let me begin with you. What has been the history of efforts to develop a consensus definition of remission in lupus, and what do we mean by remission? Remission is a very intuitive kind of goal for both the patient and the physician. So we talk about remission because we sort of understand automatically that we mean something that is really good, that the disease is sort of gone and you don't notice it anymore. And indeed, in medical practice, this term is used. And also sometimes in the research setting or in descriptions of patients or patient groups, And we actually stumbled upon the funny fact that there was no real agreement on how to define it. And the way that came about was that we actually had a large international effort to define the treating to target approach, which is a strategy for treating lupus. And as we were doing that, we did hit upon this fact that there was no clear definition. There were many papers that had been published over the course of the years that did in fact use the term remission. And then they did define it for that particular paper, but they were all different definitions. So there was no general agreement. And in fact, when you started talking about it with people, there was actually some real disagreements. And it seemed important to us to clarify this and to see if we could reach first an understanding of what was already out there. And then secondly, an agreement that could be supported more broadly that both specialists and also the patients would feel comfortable with. Dr. Aronow, what are the reasons and benefits to having a consensus definition of remission in lupus? How might this definition be helpful in the treatment and management of SLE? Consensus basically puts everybody on the same page. Everyone is now talking about achieving the same desirable state. So it allows us to compare studies, to compare cohorts, to compare how different patients, how they react. And having consensus will actually facilitate studies, including epidemiology studies, looking at health economics, use in clinical trials. It really makes it possible to compare and contrast. And I also think that consensus is important in terms of how a doctor and patient speak to each other. It means that we're all talking about the same thing. Physicians are all talking about the same thing as they talk about remission to their patients. And as lupus patients talk to each other about remission, they're also talking about achieving the same state. Professor von Vollenhoven, your thoughts? I think that having a definition of remission can be tremendously useful in very many different ways. So I think it cuts across right the spectrum of care, of research, education. In clinical care, I think it's important for the physician-patient communication to be able to agree on some goals and why are we doing this? 
Why are you giving me these medications? What's the end result? And what can I hope for? And some have said that remission is a very high level goal, a very ambitious goal. But I say, well, let it be that. Let it be this aspirational goal that we all want to achieve. And we realize it's not always going to be possible, but let's never stop dreaming and hoping and thinking that because of all the developments and the fact that new medications are being discovered and are being developed, that there will actually be a time when most of the patients can be in remission. So I think in care, it's clearly a goal and it's good to be able to formulate it in precise terms. I think when we educate tomorrow's physicians about lupus or even our own colleagues who may not be so familiar with it, to be able to express clearly what we are trying to achieve, what a remission is, I think it can be very, very helpful. And as as you were already saying, in all kinds of research, including in registries and cohorts, in following patient groups to be exact and precise about the definition of where they are at is very important. And I think it can be a very important outcome in clinical trials. If you're doing a trial with two different treatments and you try to compare which one is better or how to use them. And if you can establish that the one treatment is a better treatment for certain patients to get in remission than the other, that would, I think, be very, very powerful. One criticism has been that remission is very stringent and is only achieved in a small proportion of lupus patients. But in fact, it's only 2022. And what we want to do is to arrive at a definition of remission that's going to be good going forward when our approach to treatment of lupus and the agents that we have available to us are more effective and that we have a state that we can look at and compare in the future to where we are now to see progress, as well as having more patients actually achieve this desirable state. Explain for our listeners how you went about developing this consensus definition. How was this effort organized? Who was involved? And the process you followed to complete this initiative. Yeah, so we had a task force running to deal with the question of treating to target in lupus. And this had become a very nice, good group, large international group with uh, specialists from rheumatology and nephrology and dermatology and clinical immunology, and in addition, patients, so that we really felt that we had a very good representation of the whole field and all the different stakeholders. And we arrived at this conclusion that there was a need for a definition of remission. So we decided to work together on that and we called ourselves the task force definition of remission in SLE or Doris and we took the approach that we need to first establish agreement on the concept what is it that we want to define what is the what is the thought when you say remission what does it trigger in your mind and do we agree on that and that actually was a, an eye-opening experience because so many people had quite different ideas some said okay you're only in remission if you need no treatment at all but others said well wait that's not how it's usually done with other diseases people People say you can be in a remission, even if it means you have to take your medications, but you're still in a remission. The disease is still very well under control. So these really interesting discussions. And in the end, sometimes it was a compromise, you know, because opinions were very strong. We did listen to the patients a lot, but we also felt that uh, science has to also direct us. So we also looked at studies and then we had this sort of iterative process where we would have these discussions and they would lead to certain questions that could in fact be addressed with studies. So then we looked at the studies or did some studies. Many people were working on this, not just because of the Doris initiative, but there were studies going on anyway. People thought this was worthy of studying. And then a year later, we met again and we said, do we have any answers to our questions, which we had back then? And thankfully, it turned out we did. So after a few of these times with meetings and then studies and testing and looking at the data, we actually were able to arrive at some uh, clear conclusions. So the discussions were quite animated. 
that the discussions between these experts and among ourselves and with the patients just brought up lots of different points of view and opinions. But in the end, as Ron just mentioned, things were data-driven. Different cohorts looked at different aspects of the definition and the effects of achieving remission. And the final recommendations were actually based upon the data that we heard. It was really interesting and really a informative process. Perhaps I can just mention some of the most contentious issues. Do you have to feel perfectly well to be in remission? And the, the answer is no, because if you're not feeling well, it could be for other reasons than the lupus being active. Um, but that was actually worthy of discussing because you could say, well, if I'm in remission, but I still don't feel well, what's the point? We were able to conclude from data that were shown by many other groups that it's nonetheless very important to be in remission, even if we perhaps cannot get around the fact that some people may already have sustained damage due to lupus, which is imposing on their life which makes it that they're not feeling perfectly well. So there were these difficult discussions, but we in the end said that remission only has to do with how active the disease is at this particular point in time. And then the second very important discussion, as I already alluded to, was in treatment. Do you have to be off all treatment to be in remission? And I think in the end, it was clear that you would allow people to be on some treatment and still say they are in remission. And then the third big question that was also raised a lot is, do you have to have completely normal laboratory tests, including these auto immune tests, anti-DNA complement levels, do they have to be completely normal to be in remission? And that was actually a good example of how this could actually be solved by looking at the data. That was actually possible because several studies then actually showed that if you are in complete clinical remission, and so, so your symptoms are completely under control, the lupus is under control, but you still do have anti-DNA and complement, that gives you the same prognosis as without serology. So it actually doesn't have to be that way, that you also see the antibodies disappear. That is not necessary to require that. So that's not in the definition for that reason. In addition to hearing the data from the individual lupus cohort, internationally. We did have patient representatives on the panel, and we also heard from individual patients themselves. In fact, it was one presentation in which we heard many patients varying definitions of what remission meant to them. So all of this was taken into account as we came up with our final recommendations. So what are the final recommendations, and how will they be applied in clinical practice or used in clinical studies? A key recommendation was that there should be no clinical activity. And we measured clinical activity using the SLEDI disease activity instrument, and the clinical SLEDI had to be zero. We did allow for the presence of serologies. So serologies can contribute to this SLEDI, but it was a clinical SLEDI that had to be zero in order for us to consider a patient to potentially be in remission. So we supplemented the SLEDI with the PGA, the Physician Global Assessment. And this is a instrument that allows the physician to encompass everything else that might be or not be included in the SLEDI. So the SLEDI doesn't include every single possible manifestation and feature of lupus. And this PGA also allows the physician to incorporate symptoms that may be getting from the patient that aren't reflected in the SLEDI. So to be in remission, the recommendation is that the physician global assessment needs to be less than 0.5 
And this is on the standardized scale of zero to three. The third recommendation is that we did allow for the use of prednisone, low-dose prednisone, less than or equal to five, and also allowed for patients to be on stable and maintenance immunosuppressives or biologics. So we required a clinical SLEI of zero, a PGA of less than 0.5. Medications were allowed, including the low-dose prednisone, immunosuppressives and or biologics, and serologies. Importantly, all patients could be on antimalarials, and we did not specify that duration needed to be included. We felt that this was something that could actually be explored, and by not recommending that it be included, it actually left it open for people to look at the effects of various amounts of remission duration. Maybe I can add to that. If you look in the paper, then it is clear that the Doris group has a definition, a proposed definition, but it has this wide support now. So the definition of remission, and then there were some recommendations also that were in part also helping to define it, but also things that maybe are important to keep in mind. So first of all, the SLE day is now used in the definition. And some might ask, gee, I've heard there's many other lupus measurement instruments for activity. Why the SLE day? And it was really a choice based on the fact that there was so much more data on the SLE day than on any other instrument, you know, because the other instruments may be just as good, but there's just not as many studies. There's not as much as we know about them. And this is a big advantage. So that's why the choice was made to have the SLE day in the definition. And then the other point is that the, one of the recommendations is also about the use. And it is that in clinical trials, we would recommend that both the definition of low disease activity, the LLDES, and the DORIS definition of remission are used in parallel because we believe that they both contribute a unique perspective that can be of great value in clinical trials. So what are the next steps in this process? So there are lots of ways that we can now go off from here. There continue to be studies from different cohorts internationally that are looking for clinical predictors of remission, the effects of remission on various endpoints, and to really establish and confirm the results that we've seen. It's also um, important to try to clarify who goes into remission. Is remission achievable by everyone? Are there certain baseline features that make one patient more likely to go into remission than another? Are there different treatments? Can we compare the effects of different treatments on trying to achieve remission? So there are lots more um, clinical studies that can be done. This whole initiative started with the treat to target. And in fact, there's a study that I understand is under development of actually testing the treat to target approach in lupus to see whether or not if treating to remission, whether or not those patients in the long run do better than just standard of care. So that would include escalating treatment if a patient is seen and is not in remission, well, let's aim for it. Let's treat to it. And that approach has been shown to be really, really beneficial in other diseases, but it remains to be proven and tested in lupus. And then there's also some beginning interest in looking at the biology of remission. What's going on on a molecular level in a patient in remission? Are all patients who are in remission, do they look the same if you look at their immune system and their biology? Some of the questions are if somebody's in remission, 
are the pathways and all of the immune activation, are they turned off or are they still there but just suppressed? There are thousands of different questions that now come up that we finally have ways of beginning to think about and beginning to answer. So we're at a really exciting point. I can answer that same question, but slightly differently, because we also have to question this large task force, the Doris Task Force, you know, an international task force with more than 60 members, specialists, patients, all kinds of stakeholders. What more can we do? And we're not going to do another definition of remission for sure, because that would be not really very purposeful. So what we did think was that there are several other important questions that are actually related to the question of uh, remission, and we could tackle those. So we're perhaps going to look in more detail at flare or at incomplete lupus, and there are several other things. But at the same time, I was um, intrigued by a thought that was actually put forward by uh, Eric Moran from uh, Australia, and who has, of course, done a lot of work on the low disease activity score, LLDES. And But he pointed out that if you look at the patient in remission, then the distinctions blur between the different diseases. A patient who is in remission from lupus is actually not so different from a patient who is in remission from scleroderma or from Sjogren's or from MCTD. So you could actually argue that remission is an opportunity to see this, the similarities between diseases. And it triggered the thought in my mind that we should probably look more and more closely at what is unifying the different autoimmune diseases and where they overlap and perhaps arrive at a better way of dividing up these diseases and allocating the patients in categories because it could make a difference in terms of how they are treated and how they will in the end be able to achieve remission. So this is an ambitious goal that maybe will also follow in the late stage from the work on remission that we have done. Well, first, I want to thank each of you for taking time to provide our listeners with more details about this important initiative. And I also want to express appreciation to the members of the Doris Task Force for their work to develop this consensus definition of remission in SLE. We have been speaking with Professor Ronald von Vollenhoven, Chair of the Department of Rheumatology and Clinical Immunology at the Amsterdam University Medical Centers and Director of the Amsterdam Rheumatology and Immunology Center, ARC, in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and Dr. Cynthia Aronel, Professor of Medicine and of Molecular Medicine at the Feinstein Institute for Medical Research, Hofstra School of Medicine in New York, and Co-Director of the Feinstein Lupus Center of Excellence. They discussed the manuscript 2021 Doris Definition of Remission in SLE, Final Recommendations from an International Task Force. It is published in the open access journal Lupus Science and Medicine and is available for free online at lupus.bmj.com. For the Lupus Foundation of America and BMJ, I'm Dwayne Peters. Thank you for listening. <music>